and welcome. Hi. So, hello, everybody, and welcome to another Kingdom Course. Uh, today, we'll be diving into forgiveness. It is something near and dear to my heart, so I want to impart to y'all what God has taught me and keeps teaching me to this very day about forgiveness. Um, if you are a note taker, I want to apologize in advance. Um, I do not have a slideshow, but if you come up to me after the whole session, I will get your email and send it to you personally, every single note, okay? Okay, so before we go in, I would like to pray over the session. I know God is a mountain-moving God, but we cannot have him move our mountains until we invite him into our valleys. So I'm going to pray over that right here, right now. So, Father God, we thank you so much for just bringing us here today. We thank you for just loving us, Lord God. Um, we ask that your presence be here. Holy Spirit, may you just come. Come rid us of ourselves. Rid us of all distractions. Holy Spirit, may you just come. And speak to us, Lord God. Speak through me. Not my words, but your words, Jesus. You. Holy Spirit, may you just come and help us have a refreshment of what forgiveness looks like, Lord God. And help us who are struggling with forgiveness to actually start today. To actually do it today. Father, we know there's going to be many chains broken off, Lord God. But Lord God, we're going to cooperate with your Holy Spirit. That something wonderful and beautiful will happen in and through our lives that will affect the rest of our lives right here, right now. We love you so much, and we just give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, so let me start off with a story, okay? Um, it all started on a disgusting day, a hot and disgusting day in September, okay? Kind of a little bit like this day. <laughs> um, I was in um, pep squad after school, and of course, we did not practice in the AC-conditioned gym. The basketball team had that. Um, we practice on the 98-degree black asphalt. And so that's what built strength and character in us. That's what the director said, okay? <laughs> so we practice usually for an hour and a half. And God forbid anyone messed up and showed up late. Well, there was a few girls who showed up late to practice, and they were like, oh, we had to take a test holding fresh, new, filled, like, Starbucks drinks. And my director was like, well, that's 100 froggy jumps, you know? And so everyone, after we practiced five songs and messed up on five songs, had to repeat them, had to do 500, sorry, 100 jumping jumps. Sorry, 100 froggy jumps. And so we all looked like a bunch of maniacs. And um, I was just pretty much done. I wanted to go home. And so I got my stuff after doing 100 froggy jumps and headed home on the bus, thanking God that practice was finally over. Got to my house, and the only thing I could think about was washing off the day to take a shower. And so I went through the door, I locked the door, I went upstairs to realize I was the only one home. Well, you know what that meant? I put on my favorite song at the time, TikTok by Kesha, and I had my, <laughs> really good song, bad song, don't listen to it, okay. <laughs> um, I had my own little concert inside my shower. I had my plan after I was done taking a shower, I was gonna go and watch my favorite show, the new episode of Wizards of Waverly Place, and eat some leftover barbecue, I was set, okay? So as I was singing like TikTok, I hear this big bang downstairs. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I hopped out of the shower as anyone does, muted Kesha, and I put on some clothes, I reach for my phone, I look at my phone, and there's several missed calls and text messages from my dad. And he's like, open the door, open the door, and it gets like bigger caps, and I'm like, I went ahead, 
And I went downstairs knowing darn well I was in trouble. My dad had been out there in the 98 degree weather for 15 minutes. And he just got out of work. He works at 4 a.m. to like 2.30 p.m. But he was running late because he had some leftover work to fix up at his job. And so you could believe how livid he was to see me <laughs> freshly showered and, you know, just chilling in the house. And so anyways, I had walked up to the door. My dad was livid. He um, basically yelled at me, lectured me, told me I was grounded for a week, and then I was sent upstairs. I was confused, and as a 15-year-old, I thought my dad and the world was out to get me, okay? Um, because as I was going upstairs to be grounded, I could hear my siblings enjoying my show and my barbecue. And so <laughs> I was really mad, okay? Um, flash forward to two days into my, you know, prison of grounding, and my dad, he's like downstairs, my stepmom's downstairs, they're watching a show, and I'm like, I need to go grab something, you know? I come downstairs, and my dad's like, you better not look at the TV, miss, wanna leave me outside? And my stepmom's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, okay, I was an idiot, I was 15, and a smart aleck, and my head turned around, I looked at them, I said, you had your keys, you could have opened it yourself. And I do not think anyone should ever talk to their parents that way, so don't ever do that. My life flashed before my very eyes. <laughs> Woo! Um, and my dad and stepmom jumped up the couch, and they were like about to charge for me, and my stepmom stops and is like, wait a minute, you did have your keys. <laughs> Why didn't you open the door? And my dad's like, I did have my keys. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I did have my keys. That is so funny. <laughs> I was like, is it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I think that was God's grace from the first time. I did not want to test Jesus, you know? Um, so yeah, my dad was like, yeah, this is all funny. And I was like, this is not funny. And so um, my stepmom, being the wonderful woman she is, she had maybe chicken quesadillas that night and we all watched a movie you know we kumbaya it you know and so um, I had basically um, basically after we did that I was like okay this is not bad you know like I could forgive my dad for this you know and so and I did to be honest with you yes I was stuck in you know my room for two days and I didn't get my barbecue it's okay um, but this wasn't a deep offense. See, deep wounded offenses can never, never be solved with food and entertainment. But yet some of us run to these things for comfort and to get our minds off of dealing with trauma and our emotions. See, forgiveness is a process that begins when we realize we have a problem and that it can only be solved through going to Jesus for help. The only one who can heal deep wounds of hurt and bitterness and give us freedom from the shackles of unforgiveness is the one who had forgiven much on the cross. Yeah. But what is forgiveness? So I did a little research um, and it said for forgiveness, it has two definitions, okay? On Google. <laughs> the first one says, stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or a mistake. And the second definition says, cancel a debt. 
it is so funny because I remember having a small group over forgiveness last year and where I looked up the definition several times on Google because a few of my small group girls did not believe that was the actual definition for forgiveness. What do you mean I have to forgive them? I, I can't be angry with them anymore after I forgive them. They don't owe me. I, I don't get to pay them back for what they did. I think that's forgiveness to me. Hmm. Forgiveness, it is not getting payback. To forgive is to let go and to be done with the offense so much that you no longer hold anger or resentment about it. But forgiveness is not as dwelling on what they did all day, every day, until you drive yourself crazy and bitter. What forgiveness is not is having imaginary conversations in your head of what they should have, could have, would have done if they would have considered fill in the blank. Forgiveness is not even plowing or imagining what you should have, would have, could have done if you only had your two sits. Forgiveness is not talking behind their person's back. Forgiveness is not being passive aggressive or openly aggressive to the person who hurts you. Forgiveness is not even that person and you saying sorry to each other, but it can be a part of the process. Yeah. Forgiveness doesn't have to actually do anything with your offender sometimes, but has everything to do with you. Come on. See, the word forgiveness has some antonyms, which are the words resentment, bitterness, and grudge. See, some people who have hurt us will not be mad or bitter that they offended us. Some offenders don't know most times that they even hurt someone. And for those who did it on purpose, they're usually walking through hurts themselves. Hurt people hurt people. A hurt person is not going to consider the hurt they have caused you because they are too busy focused on their own hurts and themselves to consider anyone else actually being hurt by what they do. But hasn't everyone ever been there before? But what can we do for the one who is hurt, bitter, and for we have all been hurt before, we will be hurt in the future by people carrying deep wounds. Yeah. The one that needs to be set free from the constant hurt and pain is actually all of us. The one who is still walking in hurt and bitterness shackled up to it like a gel cell, sometimes is all of us. It could be some of us in this room. Hmm. Basically, when we choose to not forgive, we choose to live in the four walls of hurt, carrying it around as if no one could see it or be affected by it. But trust me, everyone will see it and everyone will be affected by it. By if, but if we do not forgive the people who wronged us, they will just keep going on. We'll just carry the hurt. So how do we forgive? Well, I have some practicals. If you are note-taking, remember at the end, I'm going to send everyone the notes, but you can also like, you know, jot this down. Practical ways to forgive. First point, prayer. The first step to forgiving is to first invite the Holy Spirit into your situation and ask him to give you a forgiving heart. I've tried multiple times to bottle it up, not think about it, eat it away, scroll it away, sleep it off, and just plain right avoid it. But I learned that time doesn't heal, God does. Actually, if bitterness continues to grow, 
Over time, it can cause much disaster and division among marriages, friendships, relationships, churches, workplaces, and people in society. Have you ever gone into work and there was a bitter soul always causing hurt wherever they go? Another question is, have you been the bitter soul that has caused others at work to get hurt? You had a bad day and all of a sudden it's now everyone's problem. If we were to take the time to pray for ourselves and our enemies, the ones who hurt us, we would actually be guided and healed by the Holy Spirit, minute by minute. Some helpful things we can do if we are struggling with our minds, with our thought life, is to be asking the Lord to fill us up again and again. Being filled with hurt is hard, but saying a breath prayer can help. Breath prayers are so good. It's like five to seven syllables. Jesus on the cross had said in the midst of agony and hurt, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And that's in Luke 23, 20, Luke 23, 34. We can say a simple prayer of Father, forgive them, or Father, help me to forgive. Pray it and mean it. Don't just say the words and not cooperate with the Holy Spirit. It is hard to forgive in our own will. Trust me, I've tried. But in God's will and love, we can forgive anything. Please pray for you and your enemies. Secondly, another thing we can do practically to forgive is to read the scripture on forgiveness and people who have forgiven in the Bible. Okay? There are so many wonderful testimonies in the Bible about forgiveness, like the story of Joseph in Genesis, the entire book of Job, Jacob and Esau, even Jesus' story. When you study testimonies like these, you will find healing hope and that you are not alone in the battle you face. Also, books are wonderful. We have some ODGs, but I'm gonna recommend a book today that is not necessarily ODG, but he is a wonderful man of God. Um, his name is Peter Horrobin, and his book is called Forgiveness, the Master Key. Um, it walks you through the steps of how to forgive, heal, and it shares testimonies of others who have forgiven deep wounds. But what's the point of reading for about forgiveness what is the point of reading about other people forgiving? It's basically for you to not feel alone and to feel in charge. That you can be able to do it with the Lord. Some of those testimonies may be your very own story. Thirdly, don't dwell on the past. When you find yourself repeating in your head the offense, play a worship song and play it through and pray for them. If you are still struggling to pray for them, just sit in the worship song and focus on God and ask the Lord to give you a forgiving heart. Pull out your scripture and fight against it. Like scripture like Luke 6, 37, which says, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Or the other scripture, which is Proverbs 17, 9. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Don't eat it away or scroll it away. Never works. It's still in the back of your mind, no matter how much you try to like ignore it. The word prayer, the word 
prayer and worship and the Holy Spirit can heal you of these things and their weapons. You don't go fighting worldly battles. Sorry, you don't go using worldly weapons for a spiritual battle. So fourthly, another tool we use for forgiveness is journaling. Journaling your progress. To some of this, to some of y'all, this may be optional, but I feel like this is essential to have a journal of your progress of um, seven times seventying um, the person that you're forgiving. There's a scripture that talks about seven times 70. Like Peter's like being smart out and he's like, how many times should we forgive, you know, like seven times? And Jesus is like, no, not seven times, but seven times 70. And he's like, what? You know, I'm Peter. Um, but you can journal down every single time when you pray for someone that's hurt you and you can mark down. At first, I'm not going to lie, my counselor suggested this and um, I was annoyed with it because um, I was like, I don't like expressing my emotions. I don't even want to deal with my emotions. But as I saw the pages fill up with the letters I was writing to my abuser, my heart became lighter and lighter. This is also a good way to pray for your enemies. Writing to God about the person who hurt you daily can help you to grow a forgiving heart towards them as you give them back to Jesus. It really puts the healing and burden back into Jesus' hands, not yours. And then fifthly, counseling. Counseling is wonderful and is one of God's ways of healing some deep wounds. Is it costly? Yes. But less costly than years of backed up stress and trauma that can cause detrimental and fatal issues in the future. I've known family members to have had several heart attacks because of the stress they have built up in their bodies over unforgiveness. A lot of diseases have come out of like us collecting up and bottling up our emotions and we wonder why some of our families are falling apart. Unforgiveness does not just affect the spiritual, but it also affects the physical. We need to take better care of ourselves and seek help while we still can and while we're still young. The Student Health Center does provide free counseling under your tuition. There has been sometimes, you know, this thing called a wait list, but better to be on a wait list than to not have help at all. Um, Also, when you go, recommend and ask for a Christian counselor Um, it's better for someone to actually know what you're talking about when you're going through your healing process. There's also this other um, wonderful opportunity for those who have gone through sexual assault or rape. Um, At the PCC Center, Pregnancy Care Center, they give free counseling for anyone who would like to be healed and fully walk through counseling. It is F-R-E-E, and like you can sign up during fall semester and spring semester. I recommend it. And the counselors there are wonderful. And so I also recommend um, seeking a counselor. If you can't seek a counselor here at Sam Houston State University through your tuition or the Pregnancy Care Center, seek a Christian counselor who has the same values and beliefs as you do because it would be inconvenient for you to have to explain to a secular counselor why it is important for your faith to be centered and your healing (laughs) and them tell you, well, that's good for you. (laughs) I'm like, well, this is awkward. Um, So skip the awkward interactions and just find a Christian counselor. They are costly like any other counselor, but once again, for forgiveness and health, it is totally worth it. Now, there is this wonderful woman of God that has helped me in my journey of forgiveness, and her name is Corey Ten Boom. She was a Holocaust survivor and a powerhouse for the Lord. 
She has taught me how to forgive and to love the people who have hurt me so well. And this is her story for her book, from her book, Tramp for the Lord. I highly recommend this book, but I want you to hear her story. Yeah. So this is her story. She says, it was in a church in Munich that I saw him, a balding, heavy set man in a gray overcoat, a brown felt hat clutched between his hands. People were filing out of the basement room where I had just spoken, moving along the rows of wooden chairs to the door at the rear. It was 1947, and I had come from Holland to defeated Germany with the message that God forgives. Yeah. It was the truth they needed most to hear in that bitter, bombed out land, and I gave them my favorite mental picture. Maybe because the sea is never far from a Hollander's mind, I like to think that there's where, that's where forgiven sins were thrown. Yeah. When we confess our sins, I said, God cast them into the deepest ocean, gone forever. And even though I cannot find a scripture for it, I believe God then places a sign out there that says, no fishing allowed. The solemn faces stared back at me, not quite daring to believe. There were never questions after a talk in Germany in 1947. People stood in silence, and silence collected their wraps, and silence left the room. And that's when I saw him, working his way forward against the others. One moment I saw the overcoat and the brown hat, the next, a blue uniform and a visor cap with its skull and crossbones. It came back with a rush. The huge room with its harsh overhead lights, the pathetic pile of dresses and shoes in the center of the room, the shame of walking naked past this man. I could see my sister's frail form ahead of me, ribs sharp beneath the parchment skin. Betsy, how thin you were. The place was Ravensbrook, and the man who was making his way forward had been a guard one of the most cruel guards. He was in front of me, hands thrust out, a fine message, fallen. How good it is to know that, as you say, all our sins are at the bottom of the sea. And I, who had spoken so ghibli of forgiveness, fumbled in my pocketbook rather than take that hand. He would not remember me, of course. How could he remember one prisoner among those thousands of women? But I remembered him and the leather crop swinging from his belt. I was face to face with one of my captors. My blood seemed to freeze. You mentioned Raymondsbrook in your talk. He was saying, I was a guard there. No, he did not remember me. But since that time, he went on, I have become a Christian. I know that God has forgiven me for the cruel things I did there, but I would like to hear it from your lips as well. Forlin. Again, the hand came out. Will you forgive me? I stood there. I, whose sins had again and again to be forgiven, I could not forgive. Betsy had died in that place. Could he erase her slow, terrible death simply for the asking? It could not have been many seconds that he stood there, hand held out, but to me, it seemed hours as I wrestled with the most difficult thing I had ever had to do. For I had to do it. I knew that. 
The message that God forgives has a prior condition that we forgive those who have injured us. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, I knew it not only as a commandment of God, but as a daily experience. I'm going to repeat that. I knew it not only as a commandment of God, but as a daily experience. Since the end of the war, I had had a home in Holland for victims of Nazi brutality. Those who were able to forgive their former enemies were able to also to return to the outside world and rebuild their lives, no matter what the physical scars. Those who nursed their bitterness remained invalid. It was as simple and as horrible as that. And still, I stood there with the coldness clutching my heart. But forgiveness is not an emotion. I knew that too. Forgiveness is an act of the will. And the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Jesus, help. Jesus, help me. I prayed silently. I can lift my hand. I can do that much. You supply the feeling. And so woodenly, mechanically, I thrust my hand into the one stretched out to me. And as I did, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder, raced down my arm, sprang into our joined hands. And then this killing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing me to tears, to my eyes. I forgive you, brother, I cried with all my heart. For a long moment, we grasped each other's hands, the former guard and the former prisoner. I had never known God's love so intensely as I did then. But even so, I realized it was not my love. I had tried. I did not have the power. It was the power of the Holy Spirit as recorded in Romans 5, 5, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Forgiveness is possible. Yeah. And it can be done in all of our lives. We just need to reach for Jesus for help to do it. Yeah. On our own, it is impossible to forgive, but with God, anything is possible. No, no one knows more than Jesus how hard it was to forgive those who have hurt him. But with his deep love for us, he took the beatings, the mocking, the betrayal, the nails, the cross, and death. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Can we say that we have a heart like that to forgive? Have we forgiven our parents, roommates, friends, exes, family, ourselves? Right here now, right here and right now, we are about to enter into a time of prayer for us and the people who have hurt us. I want us to ask God to give us a forgiving heart. Ask God also to forgive us. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Matthew 6, 15. Don't let the people who have hurt you and the hurts 
they have done stop you from having real healing and freedom and forgiveness today? We are going to take some time to pray with worship music. Um, We are not going to sit and sing, (laughs) but sit and seek the Lord for help. Once you have sought him and forgave them with your heart, come up and grab a paper and start your first letter. Your first letter of many letters, if that's what the Lord places on your heart. And don't send it unless the Lord says so and with godly wisdom and counsel from others. Just for today, start seven times 70, forgiving that person or people. Let's pray. Father God, as we enter into this time, Lord God, may you just pull away all the things that we're thinking of how unfair, unfair this is, Lord God, but the cross was unfair. Jesus, may you come and meet us. May you give us the strength to forgive people who have hurt us. Lord God, we already see them in our heads. We see what they've done. But Father, we don't want to dwell in that place anymore. We're tired. We're exhausted. We're done. We tried it in our own strength. We tried everything, Lord God, and it didn't work. Lord God, we're going to try you this time. Holy Spirit, come meet us right here, right now. Fill us up with you and help us to be able to say, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. And Lord, I forgive them. I choose today to forgive them. Lord God, meet us here. In Jesus' name. Um, I wanted to thank everyone for coming out. I hope this was a helpful session in the beginning process of your forgiveness. Um, I'm just going to pray over us one more time. Um, and I hope that as you go out and spend some time with Jesus, and like seek deeper into forgiveness that the Lord heals every single wound that you're carrying. And so, Father God, I thank you so much for just bringing us here today. I thank you for opening up to us, Lord God, the things that you're about to carry, Lord God, that we no longer have to carry, Jesus. That you're right here in the midst of everything that we're going through, Jesus. And that you're going to piece together things that have been broken for a while, Lord God. And that real healing is going to come, Lord Jesus, and real forgiveness. And it has come, Lord God. There's many people who are walking through it right now, Jesus. And we are thankful, Lord God, that it has come to this day, Lord God, that we can walk in forgiveness today. We love you so much, God, and we give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We love you guys. <laughs>